0: course when some when there's rumors of somebody wanting to be out of town then you start hearing rumors of where they might end up now i will say we were ahead of the game because last week we did a whole segment on nba rumors in places where people can end up and then next week what do we hear people ending up places so these this is just a few because last week i did a hundred of them but this is just a few <laughs> that was reported possibly trade destinations uh reported by bleacher report so here's one. This is the, the Knicks, and this is what I wanted to get your opinion on, Brandon, being a Knicks fan. So it says the Knicks will receive Westbrook. Mm-hmm. The Rockets will receive Wayne Ellington, Bobby Portis, Frank. Nilakina, yeah. uh Kevin Knox. And I think that was two 2021 second-round picks. Being a Knicks fan, how quick or hesitant are
1: you in making this move? Oh, I'm pulling the trigger on this shit. <laughs> I'm pulling and I, and I, I, on that, I'm pulling the trick. Oh, yeah. And uh, us, in, in one second round pick. Yeah. Yeah. Peace. Peace. Uh, I like Frank Nilakina. <sighs> o- offensively, he's just, I don't even want to say he's inconsistent. He hasn't even been consistent enough to say he's inconsistent <laughs> Yeah, But defensively, I think. He's good. I mean, Kevin Knox, you know I like Kevin Knox. I thought after his rookie season, I thought he had a chance to be a 20-point scorer. We used to have arguments about it. He was already averaging 14, 15 a game. But, I mean, defensively, he just he just looks lost. So um, he's not going to get on, a, on the floor enough to to score 20 points. Bobby Portis, I like him. He's a New York guy. I wish we could keep him. But if it means bringing in Russ, hey, man, it was nice having you here. Um <laughs> i like bobby porters i like those players but all of those guys all of those guys are role role players Mm -hmm. i like them but they are all they fit specific roles russ comes in he's automatically a two-way player as i mentioned before rj you don't need to you don't need to run no plays for him Mm -hmm. he's still gonna get buckets and and do whatever he is whatever he he does you got mitch robinson i like it i would do it what do you think about that proposed deal holler
2: I mean, I think if you're Houston, you got to get at least a first round pick back, right? I mean, Russ is yeah, He <laughs> yeah. what 27, seven and seven. Like, I mean, come on. I know his, his contract is an albatross, but like, you know, he ain't whack. Like, I, uh, we've yeah. gotten to the point where we're underrating players, and he's still at worst, he's he's third third team All NBA at worst at this point in his career. So, mm-hmm. but if if the Knicks can do it, you get a guy that will probably fill up. You know, Madison Square Garden still sells out, but you know, you get a guy that's going to get people excited. It's all about expectations. If the expectations is he's going to get them to Eastern Conference Finals, well then you're that's ridiculous. But I think the Knicks with Westbrook oh, should be a playoff oh, oh, oh. team. Oh. Uh, I mean, I you know I, what I'm saying all right. Uh, I mean, this, I mean they should be mean, a playoff
1: I'll, team outside of Miami. I ain't scared of nobody. You
0: know? <laughs> that that proposed deal, if I'm the Knicks, I would have did that last week. I, you pull that, you pull that right away. It's no more yeah. question. We'll talk about that. I agree with you, holla. If I'm Houston, like bro, you gotta give me, you gotta throw me a number one at least.
2: If if Houston takes that deal, that does that tells me that all they're trying to do is shed salary. That's it.
0: Yeah, pretty much. And if if you're not going to throw me a number one pick, then I can get you. Could take one of them dudes back, Kevin Knox or whatever. And I need Mitch Robinson. I know, I know, Brandon. You don't want to hear that, but I'm just saying. If I'm Houston, listen, I need a little more than that. But if I'm the Knicks, I'm taking
1: it. You want Mitch? You go. I was about to say, if you want Mitch, you're going to have to send me a superstar. I mean, Russ, I'm not saying Russ ain't like, but like, no, not, no. So so
0: if if Mitch, if Mitch Robinson was included in that deal, you would say no. No go.
1: Wow. If Mitch or RJ is included in that deal. Nah, I'm not doing it. Okay. Not for Russ. Now you you want Mitch. I want Harden. Mm. You keep Russ. Now we talking about Harden. (laughs) You add Mitch to the deal for me. Okay.
0: All right. All right. Well, I'm looking at it this way. Mitch. Mitch is a good talent. I would trade him for Russ because I feel like, I feel like Russ would. Would the Knicks have some money? I feel like Russ would draw some other players to come in town to play with them. I don't know, but I I mean, I feel you, Corn. What you feel about this deal, man?
3: Yeah, I mean, I think it's a no-brainer. You know, you're still getting a, a, a top three top five point guard. I mean, yeah, it's going to be expensive, but I mean, the Knicks can do it. They'll get the cap space or they have the cap space to handle it from Houston perspective of it, they get that money off the books. And I mean, they should retrieve
2: a number one. ultimately. You know, yeah, I'm looking at, he averaged 27, eight and seven last year. Like and he, yeah. like people acting like he's yeah, whack. That's what I'm saying. He's not yeah. He is even not, uh, like, not
3: whack. Even, and I'm sorry, I don't mean to keep going back on, this, but even when we are talking about the whole thing with Westbrook, like, yo, not us, but there's people are talking about it in a sense like Westbrook is like, he's like at the bottom of the barrel. He's like in the middle. Like, yo, he's a, he's a top three, top five player. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, he still has, he still has, you know, he still has great legs. You know what I'm saying? He can still play. He can still ball. I,
1: I mean, I don't, I don't. The question is this in three years, <laughs> at the end of these three years, what's
0: the risk reward here? So, Russ just turned 32 yesterday. So, three years, he'll be 35 years old. So, mm-hmm. keep that in mind. Go ahead, Corinne.
3: Okay. So, you don't feel as if the Knicks get Westbrook? That at least puts them in the top ranking in the East. Just like you just said, though you're not scared of anybody but Miami. So, <laughs> but
1: was,
2: I mean, when I mean, I mean, you talk, like when you, toe you toe talk about you, Giannis, you, is still in the East. you talking
1: about well, true. Okay, Giannis, 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 Giannis. But I mean, no, I, those are those are two. The the East is. I mean, there are good teams. Like, okay, Boston is a good team. You Philly is a is a good team. But when when you're talking about like championship outside outside of like that's what that's what I'm talking about. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid of them. Now, we if if we trade if we get Westbrook and we give up Mitch and we get some veterans, yeah, I think we're in we're in the top four in the East, in my opinion. But at the end of that three years, okay, because you you go Westbrook. We're not talking about development of of young players. You're gonna have to do that in parallel now. Yeah, with bringing in veterans. Okay, Okay. you don't win a championship at the end of three years. You ain't got shit. Okay,
3: so 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 can I can I just say I'm just being the the advocate, right? New York has some time to even think about championship caliber or even competing for championships, right? But I'm just saying that uh, you know when it comes to that position, like you still have to look at it in the sense of being able to get to some type of playoff position. Like, you know, you got to, I mean, you got to rebuild. Y'all in a rebuilding stage. So when you're in a rebuilding stage, no one's even thinking about championship. So you get Westbrook, that still puts you all in a position within three to five years, whatever, that can even catapult y'all to even being a contender in the playoffs. Okay. Then you somewhat get some
1: players, whatever. You build around. You somewhat get some players. here's... (laughs) I've been a Knicks fan for a very long time, brother. At the end of three years, Westbrook isn't going to catapult us anywhere because you bring in Westbrook, you're bringing in other veterans too. And other veterans aren't si- signing four or five year deals. They're not doing that shit. When Westbrook is gone, my ass is gone. So when three years is up, if you have not won a championship, if you have not competed in the Eastern Conference finals, you are sacrificing the development because Mitch Robinson and RJ Barrett are still ascending players. Westbrook averaged 27, 8, and whatever, whatever. He's not ascending though. So at the end yeah. of three years, if I'm not in the Eastern Conference finals every year, a, a, at least, <laughs> uh, we're you know, we gonna take finals off the table. Yeah, then I I've I've wasted that well, time because now at the end of that three years, bring in some players. We've been trying to bring in some players for 25 years, man. Okay, so that's <laughs> what I'm saying. So, like if y'all been trying to bring those players for 25 years, we've and, got some now. They're okay.
2: young, yeah, they're the youngest players in the league. Okay, and they're right. good. Here's what the New York Post is saying because Bleach, Bleach report can be a little clickbaitish. Well, more than a little. Let me tell you what New York the New York Post is saying. They're saying that the, if there is a deal to be had, it would include Julius Randle, Dennis Smith Jr., and one of Dallas's future first-round picks that the Knicks have. That's why I say you got to get a first if you're Houston. If it's Julius Randle, Dennis Smith, and a future first, I think you do that deal.
1: Yeah. If, I, if I if I get to keep R.J. and Mitch, I would. I would, because right there, I, right there, uh, and I'm making some assumptions here. I, I mentioned that they are ascending young players, and I expect them to do so. There's nothing that has indicated that they're going to regress. Mm. You, put, you pair them with Russ, who, like I said, ball dominant. RJ doesn't, you don't need to run plays for him. And Mitch, you don't need to run plays for him. Russell Westbrook could do, you know, pick and roll and dish off to the big man. You know, he's not a bad passer, as you mentioned. He averaged seven assists a game, so he, he'll pass the rock. He just got to have a ball in his hands all the time. That fits. That fits what we have. Okay, so that's what we have. Okay,
3: so 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 that fits what you have, right? And if you are, and I'm trying, I'm not trying to sound like this, but like if the team has, isn't ascending anywhere, they haven't ascended and gone anywhere within these past ten years. Would it hurt to have a player
0: like that? So you saying, you basically, you are saying. What do you have to lose at this point? That, that's all I'm saying. I'm making like, this deal. <laughs> yeah,
3: like, but no, what, you, 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 that's, you that's, have
1: that, that, because that's what we've been doing for twenty years. What <laughs> do we have to lose? Yeah, so, but, we what, sign, we so we sign. The, so we signed these. So we signed these veterans who, if they're not in twilight in the career, that they, they're they're on the da- like Russell Westbrook. This is Russell Westbrook. He's not going to develop into another player. That's why we're talking about him in this way now. He is who he is. Okay, like so, that's so we, it.
3: So he, that's he is who he is. is. But he's still a top five player. No, he's, he's not a top five player in the NBA. Okay, so he's not a top five. I mean, he's still not top. He one. can compete yeah, with I, the top five players in the NBA, but
1: he is not a top five player.
3: Top I'd player.
2: Say, I comfortable say I comfortable say he's he's top twenty player in the NBA. He ain't top five yeah. player in
1: NBA. I would NBA. not say top. Not not okay, not no, Okay, top ten. I will give top twenty. Top twenty. Top twenty. I, he's top 20. Mm-hmm. I look, Quan. I I would take him. I would take him. I'm just saying. So you are <clears> talking <throat> about you haven't done anything, in passing? You you're right. But RJ and Mitch haven't been there the past 10 years. They've only been there for the past one or two. They're the youngest players in the NBA. They are good. Okay. so With them them as the core, we won 20-something games. That's a lot for two teenagers coming in into the NBA. That's a lot of them (laughs) wins for two teenagers. So these guys are getting better. I I don't want to sacrifice that.
0: I I think, uh, listen, with Russ, I think that with RJ, with Mitch, and the young talent that the Knicks have, I think they would be a playoff team in the East. I mean I shit, do. when KD, when KD first left OKC, the cupboard looked awfully bare with what Russ was left with. And he made moves with that team. They made they they were in the Western Conference. They made the playoffs there. I think that he could do something with that young talent and make a playoff, make them into a playoff bound team. I also think that in the end of these three years that we keep talking about, Russ could leave them in a better spot than they are now, which means that RJ will be better, Mitch will be better. Mm-hmm. And then in that time, whatever young talent you've gotten in, since then, whoever they draft this year yeah, will, will be mm-hmm. better. And think. then therefore, it will make the Knicks, it will bring the Knicks back to being a great destination for free agents who realize this team is right there because they got this good young talent. Let me let me go join them, and let's see what we can do. So that's how I feel about it. I got to jump in and move on, or else we'll keep going. Leacher Report, the next one. They got Russ going to the Clippers. So it's the Clippers receiving Russell Westbrook in the 2021 second-round pick. The Rockets receiving Pat Beverly, Lou Williams, Ivan Zubak, Rodney Magruder, and I don't even know who that other that last dude is, but yeah. yeah. So... <laughs> He's clearly a thrower, But there has been talks of Russ going to the Clippers. Now, Bleacher Report is reporting that. I've heard that it has been talks of Paul George in exchange for Russell Westbrook. So, quickly, with the three of y'all, how do you feel – how do you think, assuming that it's Paul George – let's just assume that it's Paul George, right? Mm-hmm. How do you think Westbrook and Kawhi would work together? Would that Would that mesh? Because, I mean – Kawhi can be ball-dominant, but he's not necessarily ball-dominant. You know what I'm saying? So he is a ball-dominant player, but he just doesn't seem like the the Hawk type of ball-dominant. It seems like Kawhi is ball-dominant when they need a bucket or they need a play, and then he takes over. So would Westbrook fit with this team?
2: Westbrook makes them worse. All right. Hmm. Not, Not only do you need to think of team chemistry, look what happened to the Clippers this year. Right. So maybe you keep that team together and next year they're even better because they're they're better playing with each other. You bring in Westbrook and you swap out Paul George. Now, all of a sudden, the team has to learn all over again how to play together. And in my opinion, Paul George is a better fit with Kawhi than Westbrook is with Kawhi. Frankly, make the trade makes it easier for my Lakers. (laughs) (laughs) I, yeah, I think, George,
0: I will agree with you. And I think Paul George is a better fit. I do, but I don't know what you think, Brandon. I thought
1: it was, I thought it was a better deal for, for Houston myself. Uh, uh, you, you give, you're getting hard in a lot of pieces there. I mean, you had Lou, Lou Williams in that. I think what, what, what Houston was, trying to accomplish even when they brought in chris paul they needed somebody who could handle the bro- they needed it to be able to sit james harden down and rest him and the offense still score that's why they brought in chris paul that didn't work out that's why they brought in westbrook and was probably hoping that okay we got a younger guy in here whatever you know superstar status he can play that role but again chris paul was a team player and uh and russell westbrook wasn't you bring in a guy like lou williams he's still a team player like he need the ball in his hands but like he can play off ball too Having those type of players in the game when Harden sits down, those type of role players, that, I think that would help Houston out tremendously. As far as the Clippers are concerned, I think I, I, they're still a formidable opponent. I, I might side with with Hollow on this one. I don't know if it makes them. Uh, you, you lose a lot in this deal if you're the Clippers.
2: If they did this Come deal, it tells me how how the lack of confidence in their existing team. That's what that tells me. Yeah, and I don't. They I don't the- think
1: Clippers have to make any moves. They just got to get yeah. better.
2: Before they can even talk about the Lakers, then that tells me they're also scared of Denver, who they got their asses whipped by this past season, and they're probably mm. scared of Golden State. Mm. Like this is such a huge overhaul of your roster year over year, and mm. in a shortened offseason, yeah. you don't do that. You, if they do that, we're walking right back to the finals.
0: Well, you might not be walking, but see walking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> Core, what do you what do you feel about this deal? How do you feel about Westbrook's fit with Kawhi and the Clippers?
3: I looked at it from a perspective of how Kawhi plays and seeing his personality, I'm assuming it seems like he's he's more so laid back. Like he's not the type of ball player that you know is chippy. He doesn't have a tongue. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, he doesn't have a tongue or whatever, or he doesn't, you know, speak or whatever. He still does and he still drops buckets. But just like we said before, like, yo, I mean Westbrook is he's a he's a ball hawk. He he wants to score. And I mean, he's going to score at will. So, does that in some way take away from the team chemistry? And if that's the case, then it, it may not be a
0: good look. So, let me let me play a little bit of devil's advocate then with this, because that's what I do on our shows. Kawhi likes to take a lot of time off. They give Kawhi a lot of DMPs because he's always got these lingering injuries or whatever's going on with him. So, from that standpoint, wouldn't Russ fit that team based off of giving Kawhi that extra rest or giving Kawhi that score or that player that has the ability to take over a game and him not him being able to sit back I lie LeBron James like yo you got it but then when I need to I'm going to take this shit over
2: but we're also talking like Paul George can't take games over Paul George is a top 15 player also maybe better than that like you're changing the the construction of your team when you go from a Paul George to Russell Westbrook, not saying one's better than others, just the way your team is made up. So why do you do that?
3: The tempo of it? The Westbrook is, you know, he's going for the rap consistently. You know what I mean? And I could definitely see that switching up the whole tempo and everything and how they play. So you, you know what I mean? You want to break that up? You want to, you want to mess that up? You willing to mess that up?
0: I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, I, uh, well, I feel you. I, I mean, I, had I had
2: to play. The, from the west. See Steve, Steve, Steve Ballmer, you know he owns the team. He's the wealthiest owner in North American sports. I could see him screwing this up. I mean, he is the reason we got Windows Vista. So, I mean, I could see why how this would <laughs> <screwing> things up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well,
0: I got one more from Bleacher Report that they are, you know, rumoring the Pistons receiving Russ Westbrook. In a twenty twenty second round pick for Blake Griffin, that's a name we haven't heard in a while. So, what do you guys think about this potential deal? How does Blake fit with a with a? I think Blake would fit with a James a, Harden. a Harden, even though Blake is kind of a ball dominant player, even at his position. So, what do you guys think about this deal? Starting with
1: you, Brandon. Uh, if I'm the Pistons, I'm shh, I'm happy i'm happy i think i think russ would would do great in detroit like his whole kind of like personality and that that fan base i think that's mm-hmm. a i think that's a that's a great fit uh for the pistons for the rockets i'm an nba fan and i like blake griffin but um i wouldn't want him yo. he's never healthy yo he i mean from his rookie season <laughs> to now he's like has never been healthy so I don't even think it's worth spending however many minutes talking about chemistry. He ain't going to be out there. I agree with that. I, and I was going to honestly say, man, look, I,
3: no, no, no disrespect to him. He, he was great at o- Oklahoma when he played in college. He, he was great when he first jumped into the league. But it's also a reason why you don't really hear that much from Blake Griffin anymore. <sighs> look, he used to have the bounce. But now, you know, he used to have bionic knees. But now he has creaky knees. So I don't know if I want that. If I want a point guard that's going to, you know, that's going to score some points and that's going to uplift some things, then I'll take Westbrook. I'll take him for three years.
0: What about you, Alex? What you think about a potential Westbrook to the Pistons for quite possibly Blake Griffin?
2: I mean, I agree with Brandon. I think Russell's personality fits Detroit perfectly. I think if you're Detroit, if you bring in Westbrook, that just makes you, keeps you out of middle of of the road team. Maybe you make the eight seed. Maybe you're kind of, Basically, you're in that purgatory area where you're too good to get a great draft pick and too whack to make it to the finals. <laughs> so I don't know if that's where, I mean, that might be Detroit. So may, maybe it works. Blake Griffin's over 6'9". Houston doesn't want anybody over, over 6'5". So it's, it's <laughs> I don't see this. <laughs> <laughs> so as
0: it was stated that that's a few places that Bleacher Report felt uh, Russ would fit. Holla, as our NBA insider, I know you've heard of some other places and potential landing spots for Russ. What are you hearing where Russ might end up?
2: Like I said earlier, I think Charlotte is a legit option. Aside from that, there's only five teams that have cap space. Like Atlanta has cap space, but you wouldn't bring in Russell Westbrook to play next to Trey Young, right? Like you don't do that. You know, the Knicks have cap space. We mentioned them. I think Charlotte's a legit chance. Outside of that, I think everything else is just hearsay. But I do think he gets traded. I think he gets traded by December first. I, I think I think Westbrook and Charlotte would be a
1: good fit too. He's good for like smaller market teams. I think that's why he worked out so well, like Oklahoma City. When you, you talk about a person, uh, he's an alpha. He's got a had a ball in his hands, and uh, and he kind of feeds off. He feeds off the energy around him. Those small market teams, they they'll get behind him real quick. He'll do well. But uh, like, like Holla said, it puts, you in a, it puts you in a predicament. You have to get the right pieces uh, very quickly. Otherwise, <laughs> and that's what I was saying. That was really what I was alluding to, you know, with the Knicks. If we had to give up Mitch or RJ, I think that puts us uh, get, having Westbrook then puts us smack dab in that in that zone.
0: Good point, fella. So let's move on real quick. And I know Alex, you could you could probably speak on this a little bit more. But there was another potential trade that's been talked about in these NBA
3: streets.
0: There's been talks that the Lakers have interest interest in Demar Derozan. How I know you heard some things within the Laker community. I don't know how much you can sh- how much you
2: can share. But if this is true, would you take this deal? Yep, all day long, <laughs> and. I like Kyle Kuzma. I think he's got a fabulous career ahead of him. I like Danny Green. He's streaky. But everyone's looking at uh, DeMar DeRozan like, well, he doesn't shoot threes. You need to spread the floor for LeBron. I mean, that's, that's a fair argument. But someone like DeRozan is excellent out of the pick and roll, right? Like I think he's in like the 94th percentile of scores out of the pick and roll. Put him next to Anthony Davis in the pick and roll and see how teams have to defend that, right? Mm-hmm. Like He'd also be a third scoring option for the Lakers when LeBron actually goes to the bench. Because what happens with the Lakers right now is they always have either LeBron or Anthony Davis on the floor at all times. But when LeBron mm-hmm. goes to the bench, it's easier for teams to double team and triple Anthony Davis. You bring a third, a third guy who, that can actually give you 18 to 22 a game, that, open, that, that changes things for, that, for, you know, for the second unit. So you do it. And if anybody can make it work, LeBron James can make it work. I'm not going to doubt that, man. So you do it.
0: So let me ask you this. And I meant to look this up. But I didn't and I didn't see much about it when this rumor came out. what is his salary like and what did, where will it put you guys in the salary situation is he is he max is does he have a max contract
2: already Yes he's got a max deal under the previous CBA but he's he's making 27 million he's got one year left so for the Lakers it does a couple different things one he's only got one year on his deal so if the shit doesn't work he's out next season right but at mm. the same time now you move 27 million off your books When Giannis is a free agent and not that I think that Giannis will come to the Lakers, but I'm just saying if you're looking for the next, the guy to pair with Anthony Davis post LeBron, now all of a sudden cap space opens up and then maybe, maybe DeMar comes this year and it works. And then he's in the twilight of his career moving forward. And he takes a quote unquote discount going for, I don't know. I'm just saying like, to me, it isn't like with Westbrook where there's two or three years left on his deal. This shit doesn't work. You move him. But I think it would actually work. Because they needed, they could use a third score. Kuzma's supposed to be that guy, but I don't know if that happens. And I, and I don't know if we'll get into this, but if Serge Ibaka signs to the Lakers, like a lot of signs are pointing, Ibaka starting at the five. He stretches the floor. He'd be a great, great on the front line with Anthony Davis and LeBron James. And now you've got DeRozan coming off the bench. Cause I think he comes off the bench. He doesn't start. You bring him off the bench, but he still plays 30 plus minutes a night. I, I do it, but I'm not Rob Palenka. So, Brandon, what do you think about that
0: potential deal? Kuzma, you no, know, I know, I know you like Kuzma a little bit. You, you was, you know, you were riding for Danny Green when I was, I was kind of mm-hmm. hard on him during the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think about that deal?
1: I'm gonna, I'm gonna err on the side of, uh, of how he probably watched the Lakers a little bit more than I do, but I could definitely see the uh, Rosen coming in in that second. It, I, I think the way it would have to happen is when DeRozan's Rosen's in the game. If he's not in there with LeBron, obviously he, he becomes the primary option. I think you know and then you might have if they have a Baka or they have Davis I think those are the guys I mean you are still going to I mean he's still going to give AD the ball down and you know down on the block but you know if if you've got DeMar DeRozan like you said running that pick and roll with AD and even just on the wing you know iso the, he's able to get to the rack <laughs> pretty much at will and and you surround him with with shooters I mean you got bigs that can shoot I I could I could see it I could see it working and like you said like LeBron's that type of player well he is that player that can play with anybody in the league. <laughs> he could he could do whatever. He could switch his game up and to whatever he needed it to be. So I, I think it would work.
2: And you move what you think, man. Well hold on, go, Kwan. Go you, ahead. You move Danny Green because KCP completely outplayed him this past season on both sides of the ball. And KCP, you have his contract he is up. He's he signed to Clutch Sports. So you need to keep Rich Paul happy. He's up for I believe his previous contract was eight mil. I think he's up for either 12 to 15 this year. Danny makes 15. You're not going to pay both of them. Yeah. at this point, so mm-hmm. you've got to make space.
0: I agree with you. Yeah, I think KCP earned that spot. Danny Green, he earned the spot that uh Jared Dudley was holding, of course, at a, a much lower <laughs> salary, but I, I was that Danny Green wasn't hitting the side of a barn to me in the playoffs, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, I still go ahead, like it.
2: Go ahead, Quan. I, I mean, I think he had the place on a team. He would be great. He'd be great in, in, in Brooklyn. Danny Green next to yeah. Kyrie... Yeah. Would be great.
0: Mm-hmm. But go ahead, Quan. What you What do you think about DeRozan Rosen possibly joining LeBron and AD in, in L.A.? I mean, I don't, you know, he's a Cali boy, so he he from, he from
3: Compton, I believe. Any Anybody from Compton, I'm rocking with. So
1: <laughs>
3: you know, any for anybody. So no, nah, I mean, yo, you get a young stud in the Rosen. Of course, you know, you, you want more three point play, but you know, you you still get a guy who comes in and it gives LeBron some time kind of rest. And even when he's in, I mean, you still get a one-two punch. I like Kuzma. I really do. I've always been a big Kuzma fan. I mean, wherever he goes, I think he'll be fine. Danny Green, I think he's always been a role player, particularly even when it comes to those, you know, those championship games or those playoff perennial games. You know, you want a player like him that can come in and that can shoot that tray, you know, and, and that can get them big name shots. Now, granted, he didn't do that in the bubble this year, but he has a pretty good, pretty good resume of making tough shots in clutch games. So, I mean, at the end of the day, you, like I said, you get a good stud in, in DeRozan and, you know, LeBron can, I think LeBron can play, I mean, which it's shown he can play pretty much with almost anybody and, and win championships.
2: So, I mean, go for it. DeRozan averaged 22-5-5 five and five last year. He only takes about 15 shots a game. He was on the Up and Smoke podcast, and when they asked him about this, he seemed to be genuinely interested if the Lakers wanted him to wanted to make a trade for him, he talked about Kobe being his Jordan, being from LA, you know, being humbled if a championship team wanted him to play for them. Like I think there's some smoke to this too. Whether it happens, I don't know, but I, I think there's some smoke to it.
0: Yeah, and I I mean uh also the Rosen wasn't I don't think he was like gung ho about being in San Antonio. Would you he be? Re- no. But he really, <laughs> he, really he, he, he he really uh so, I mean, I think that may have affected his numbers a little bit. Um, but, Holler, go ahead and spew off whatever so a couple things quickly of what you hearing in the in the NBA Twitterverse or rumorverse or whatever, what's going on with some of these possible landing spots.
2: Right now things are quiet, but the draft is on the 18th and free agency starts on the 20th. So shit's going to get crazy next week. But there's a lot of smoke with Ben Simmons to either Golden State or Houston. So... A lot of people believe that the turmoil you're hearing out of Houston is basically being caused by by Maury behind the scenes trying to get Harden into Philadelphia. And then there's some talks that Golden State might actually try and flip their pick for um, for Simmons. Next week is when we'll really know what's going on.
0: And Simmons to Golden State is very, very interesting, and I could see that working because you don't need him to shoot because you got shooters there already. So he could be him and still have size and add – more size to that team and on the floor so that that would be that would be a really really interesting trade if that was to happen
1: i think you're gonna see you're gonna see teams well you've already started to see them go towards uh smaller lineups as as holly alluded to earlier houston don't want nobody over six five a lot a lot of teams are they they doing that yeah well that was the
0: nba news guys but i wanted to touch on something that i think is important as for men I think it's definitely, definitely important that we touch on this and we mention this. So, man, the Marlins made history, man. They they actually hired, uh, if I can pull up her picture, Kim Ang, who is now the first female GM in all of sports, but, of course, uh, in the major league. Uh, and I think this was a bold move, well overdue. I seen an interview with her, and she was talking about how one of the questions asked was, is Major League ready for this? And she's like, I don't, I don't understand why they wouldn't be. You have women in power positions all over the world. So why not?
1: Thank you for listening to this segment of OTR Sports, our sports edition of Off The Record Podcast, powered by Crossover Network. This episode was recorded during one of our live broadcasts, which airs Saturday mornings. Be sure to hit the subscribe button for OTR wherever you get your podcast from and be sure to follow us on all major social media platforms. You can find us quickly on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under Off The Record Podcast. See you on the next segment.